The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement, as always, here on the show. Uh, our show is all about building up wealth. And managing it and understanding the complex uh, world we live in today, uh, which gets more interest- interesting every single day. And, and uh, uh, as we said, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively. That is the key to it's save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And, and I, I think more than ever, it's going to become more important to to to, to really uh, become more conservative. We had a number of talks uh, this week. With with people would really their their situation is is they're over invested uh, in in the markets and and, and, and so it, that you know it's been actually pretty busy week for us because the, the risks are really starting to pile up on, on this market and, and and I think so conservatively investing the money and, and not being reckless because when things go bad they tend to go bad in in a big way. And so what you want to do is you want to use the power of saving money, of building up, to, and compounding to build up wealth over the long term and not lose it in big declines. And this is a mistake a lot of people make because we say save aggressively, invest conservatively because it's easy easy to lose money. I mean, people forget in 2008, the market went down 56% in the S&P 500, and that wiped out a lot of, of, of retirement plans, and you just can't have that happen. And so you've got to you've got to have a plan in place. And, and I think you know we're coming up. Uh, you know, every single day it, it seems to be a new story out there. I mean, it's truly extraordinary to look at the news. I mean, what used to be uh, you know, a, a news cycle for the for the week is every single day now. I mean, it's it's something new. It, it, it's genuinely extraordinary. I mean, uh, this week with the. Uh, with the, with the general Miley, the, the, the fact that he went behind Trump's back and tried to take the nuclear codes away from clandestinely is is shocking. I mean, this was the shocking things I've ever seen. Uh, you know, that could lead to a to a nuclear war in the future if 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 if, if the other side is thinking, well, the guy, you know, the president is going to be pretty level headed, but his military might take over. I mean, you know, and in in the fact that they said, well, you know. Biden has complete confidence in him. Well, basically what Biden did is, is Biden effectively made it okay for generals to do that. He, he said it was okay to do that. And, and, and so he set a precedent. And, 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 you know, you almost wonder, and then, and then the generals talking to the Chinese, you know, you know, I've had, I've had kids in the military and, and you know, I, I don't want our military people, you know, giving advanced information to the to the Chinese. I mean, this is extraordinary. Uh, but 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 it goes. You almost wonder what's going on. How did that come out? And then all of a sudden, we heard that you know our bombing to try to stop the terrorists actually killed seven innocent people. It almost seems like someone in the in the, in the inside the government is trying to destroy the credibility of our military. You know, it almost seems like. It, 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 and if you look at it, 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 they've done everything they can to try to destroy the credibility of the Constitution, the credibility of our founding fathers. They, you know, they want to try to destroy every, it, the credibility. You know, the media has no credibility anymore. Uh, the and you know, we, we and the government increasingly has no credibility. I mean, I, I just you know making some comment about some of our agencies that they've lied so much to the American people. They're losing credit. The American people don't even trust them. Anymore, and this 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 deception and this lying is is out of control in Washington D.C. I mean, one thing about the American people, they're always been pretty straight shooters, and, and you could around the world you could never trust what people said. You could trust what the American people say. I mean, we're we can't do that now. I mean, we 
lost confidence. I mean, much of the world and in, in, in people in the United States have lost confidence in our government because of all the lying going on. But I'm almost wondering if part of this is just a plan to discredit different groups of people, particularly the military, discredit the military. Uh, and, and because if, if the country disintegrates, which, which it appears to be going, you know, the, at the top, you know, we're not even enforcing the borders. I mean, it's a complete collapse of the southern border. If that, what, what that tells people, we, we talked about this on the show, and I think it's important, is you're sending a message to the rest of the world that the United States is incompetent. We're not even capable of defending our own borders. We're not capable of defending allies around the world. That's the message that was pretty much sent out by the debacle in Afghanistan. And then you look at that southern border, which is in a complete state of collapse. I don't. I mean, I, I, I think the, the Texas Governor Abbott is going to have to step in, call out the National Guard, and shut the border down completely, and anyone that gets through is immediately flown back. I don't see any other way around it, uh, because a country that can't defend its borders is not a country. It, and, and, and as we've talked about this on the show, the importance of what I said is, is the world's economic system is based on the dollar, and the, and the world is rapidly losing confidence in the United States of America. And, and, and this is just some of the most extraordinary situations I've ever seen and, uh, out there. And so I think we have to, get, to be more cautious as an environment. I mean, you know, really, where is all this going? And I, and I, I don't... I mean, it, 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 right now it's it's on the fast track to some place that's you know that you know that could be nowhere good. I mean, we might be read about this in world history a hundred years from now. You know, the, the complete destruction of the United States. You know, by, by the Biden administration, and and it, it's just it, I, the United States. We've always righted our situation, and we have to sort of hope we're going to do it now. Uh, but but this is again why you've got to be so cautious in this world. Save aggressively, invest conservatively more than ever. That's important. Now, there's the good news. Some of our other uh, competitors, shall we say, are, are you know, are, if you look at China, China's in bad shape, and and China really has major major problems in the country. They, they, their population is growth is slowing down dramatically. They don't have enough workers. They're all in hiding from the COVID. They didn't work through the COVID, so now they can't work, and they're having to get shots constantly. Their, their, their vaccines don't work, so, so, so factories are shut down. Uh, the, the, uh, the fascinating thing this week, a company, a development company called Evergrande is teetering on default and is not paying the interest on their bonds. Now, you said, Ted, it's a developer. Well, those go bankrupt all the time. You're right. However, the uh, excuse me. Now, the uh, Evergrande, Evergrande has over three hundred, between three and four hundred billion dollars in debt. Not, not. I, mean, I, I told somebody the other day, and they go three hundred million. That's a lot. I'm like, no, three hundred to four hundred billion dollars worth of debt. Uh, the $300 billion in bonds plus a lot of debt on top of it. They're the largest apartment or home builder in China, and, and, and they're close to default. And so China has huge problems. And we're analyzing this. China's going to inject liquidity to try to right this ship. But, but uh, President Xi over there is, is, is in a, basically a massive reform. It's kind of a, a nice way to say this uh, as he t- pulls the country back to communism. I mean, it's the only thing uh, that, you know, that's saving us but, uh, as far as confidence. But, but if you look at it, the, uh, the situation over there is just not good. The, 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 this is the biggest home build. And what President Xi wants to do is it, they've come up with the thing saying that that what, 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 that housing is for for spin for 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 living, not speculating, and uh, and, and so China China a lot of people invest in homes. They'll get one or two homes. They'll buy an extra home, and they, they won't even move into home because they think the value goes down if somebody lives in it. So they got these empty homes over there. Well, young people can't afford homes, and and they've got they've got a lot of debt, and so this debt is coming down. Well. Since uh, 
President Xi has said, look, we don't want to sit there. You know, we don't want people speculating homes. Home prices, home buying has dropped about 50% in some areas. Now, the Chinese official thing says uh, home prices went up two-tenths of a percent in August. I'm not sure I believe that. But, 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 but now the people in China aren't sure what they do. There's this new program to kind of rein in the rich, and nobody wants to sit there and say they have four houses, and people are going to look at them and go, well, what are you doing? And so people aren't buying more houses now. And so this is this is causing a slowdown. So this is causing the price of, of people aren't sure how is the Chinese economy slowing down. This is something we have to watch closely. I mean, any way you cut it, three hundred billion dollars worth of debt is is, is, is bonds or three to four hundred billion is enormous. I mean, enormous. Uh, any way you look, unless you're a tech company or the United States government, and those, you know those then it's it's pocket change, but. But but it, this is going to cause a slowdown, a global slowdown, and this is what we're trying to analyze. We're working on over this weekend to try to figure this out. But it does look like it could cause some slowdown. Now, now, to, you know, the question is is where does where does it go uh, from here? They, China's got about seven point nine trillion dollars worth of debt in their housing market. Now that, that sounds like a lot of money, but in fairness, it's. If you're in tech land, it's basically just a, a little over the market capitalization of Apple, Microsoft, Google, and Amazon. So basically, they've got the total debt level of all the housing in China versus the tech sector. Uh, and, uh, so uh, I, I don't know. I mean, that maybe tells you the, the problem's very manageable, or maybe it tells you that the tech sector is ridiculously overvalued in the United States of America. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be an interesting thing what happens in China. I think we've got to watch this closely and, and see where it goes. Because keep in mind, if there's one developer in trouble, there's probably more developers in trouble living in Houston, Texas. We're familiar with that. Uh, so this is something we want to watch very closely. Uh, as I said, Kind of jokingly, but but you know, uh, seven point nine trillion dollars is chump change. I mean, you know, what was it? The, the Fed's raised their balance sheet about four trillion dollars in one year. So, in fairness, the Fed can probably just print money and give it to the Chinese and solve the problem. But 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 it goes back to to something we've been talking about: is these mega cap tech companies. If you add up, if you add up uh, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google, it comes out to be six point three trillion dollars. Now, to put that in perspective, uh, the U.S. economy is about $21 trillion, so, so it's, it's, a pretty good, it, it, it's, it's a pretty good chunk, you know, uh, close to 30% of the U.S. economy is in four stocks. So, if, so we could devote all the entire U.S. economy to nothing but buying those stocks, and we could take them all private, Four stocks private, but we wouldn't build any houses. Nobody would eat. Nobody would. We wouldn't do. We wouldn't look for oil and gas. We wouldn't do anything. We wouldn't manufacture anything else in the United States. We would just take four companies private. That kind of tells gives you an idea of the valuations of, of some of these these tech companies out there. I think this is an increasing concern. If you look at, to give an example, Apple's at two point four trillion dollars for cell phones. Microsoft 2.25, Google's at 1.9 trillion. They're the biggest advertising company in the world with their search engine. Um, advertising's worth a lot of money. Uh, and Amazon, uh, 1.75 trillion dollars. Now, let's take a look at, at the market cap of Exxon Corporation. They're the biggest oil company out there, and uh, you know it, they produce a, 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 quite a bit of the oil. Again, it's at 2.3 trillion dollars. I mean, two, two, I'm sorry, $233 billion. It's, it's one-tenth of the size of Apple. And, and the United States runs on energy and chemicals, which is what Exxon does. It, 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 and so it, you can look at other things out there, too. I mean, the, the market capitalizations of many of these companies out there aren't remotely close to what we're seeing in the tech sector. And, and, and I mean, that just doesn't even get into some of these companies that are at 50 50 billion-dollar market capitalizations that have virtually no sales. And so this is something to see. Now, the reason we bring this up is when you're talking about $6.3 trillion worth of money in four stocks, if, if, if people start selling those, the money's got to come from somewhere. And we just said that this is, this is a, a big percentage of U.S. GDP, so where's the money going to come from? And the answer is 
This is why Friday, Microsoft announced a $60 billion stock buyback program uh, to, you know, for the next year or so because the problem they're running into is there's not enough buyers to keep these prices of these stocks up, so they have to keep trying to buy back stock to hold up the stocks. So, so again, I, we, you know, we would be a little cautious of the, of the tech sector overall. I, I think this is something uh, – you know, we're, we're starting to see these companies start to break down. As we've talked about with the tech sector, they're going to be dealing with antitrust issues. They're going to be dealing with privacy issues, which is a much bigger thing than anybody understands because a lot of their profitability of all of these companies is coming from, from basically selling your private transactions, your private uh, looking on the Internet, your private thoughts. They're selling them to other people, and, and so if they, they're going to have to rein it. Taxes are going to go up on the corporations. We're just raising the taxes. They're talking about 25, 25.5% from the low 20s. That's going to cause a 5% drop in the S&P 500 uh, earnings for next year based on just the taxes alone. Uh, we're also going to see uh, other issues about domiciling data around Things are going to get more, and the antitrust is a big issue on all of these companies. So we're going to start seeing these things come in. and Everything is starting to work against tech, but they have the sky-high valuations. But other sectors in the market are quite cheap, and we're going to talk about that after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good-tired man. She loves me in spite Welcome back to the Max Health Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. You can also listen live anywhere in the world by going to KNTH, 1070 KNTH's website, uh, 1070theanswer.com. Uh, you can also catch our podcast. Uh, if you uh, go through the uh, the website, you can find the podcast. And also, you can find them also on the Internet, too. So there's a lot of ways to 
to listen to the Max Out Savings Show. We're also on on Sundays. Uh, we have a repeat on Sundays at 7 a.m. And uh, if you haven't signed up for our free Max Out Savings Report, we just sent our most recent one out detail, uh, detailing the really the, the three big things that are happening with the uh, with, in the September October time frame, which is the the, the inflation numbers. The PPI, CPI, those came out. We're ta- also, they're coming up with, with the, the debt limit. It's going to be the battle over the debt limit. And are they going to pass the $3.5 trillion stimulus program? And how is that going to affect the economy, in particular inflation? We just talked about that in the most recent report. We get all types of interesting things in our reports. Uh, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for the free report. Or if you can request an uh, appointment if you'd like to sit down with me. We've been actually pretty busy this week. It seems like I had a couple of out-of-the-office meetings, and it's just been like one thing after another. But uh, uh, give us a call, and we'll get you in. Uh, but if you got a question or comment now, 713-339-1070. So, so here we are. Uh, the, the economy is, is, is chugging along. We seem to be getting inflation. The CPI number wasn't too bad, but everywhere we see we're confronted with shortages and higher prices. We talked a lot about inflation. I think the inflation is going to continue. I just saw a story that the Chinese government was going to try to use market tools to stabilize commodities. They're dealing with inflation. I think if you look at this, it, this is it's it, it's similar to a couple things. It's very similar to the inflationary period after World War II, where people came back from the war and they had money to spend. And there was a housing boom at the time. Inflation went on for two and a half to three years. Prices went up about thirty uh, it, percent. It's also similar to the oil embargo in the fact that instead of an oil embargo, an oil price, energy prices going up. We're having a shortage crisis. We're having a supply chain crisis instead. And, and, and so the prices of everything are going up as well because nobody can get the parts or equipment. I have three friends of mine looking for automobiles right now. Cat, I can't find one. There's no, there's no cars even on the lot. Uh, another friend of mine over in San Antonio, Ted, I tried to buy a, uh, I tried to buy a pickup truck. The, the, you know, the one I wanted, they had no, at Ford F-50 King Ranches in the whole city of of of, of San Antonio, there's zero, none. Uh, I don't, he was looking at another car. He found that one in, up in Nashville. He might go look, try to drive up to Nashville to get it. He's trying to decide or he's just going to hold off. Another friend of mine ordered a car. It's going to get there in March, April uh, it, it, because there was no cars. He tried to find cars around, and, and there wasn't the one he kind of liked, but there really, there's virtually no cars. And, and look, we've been hearing about this chip shortage, you know, for, for you know, what was it? It's about four or five months now. Now, the shortage should have gone away after four or five months, but it hasn't. It, 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 and it just appears to be getting worse. It's supposed to tell me they're cutting back the production. Well, not, you know, of, 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 of it's just, I mean, the stories I'm hearing from people, another friend of mine was going to go buy a car. And uh, he was going. It was an expensive car, and uh, well over a hundred thousand dollars for it. And and what he came up with was, he he was going to spend sixteen thousand dollars repainting his car, and there was some rust on two doors, so he's replacing the whole new doors in the car. And he he felt that was going to be, that was going to be, uh, it was an expensive car, but that was going to be the way he could because he couldn't find a car. They caught. He, he, he was going to go buy the car. He called them back, and the price went up $30,000 because they, they quit, suddenly decided they weren't going to make any more uh, for the next six months. It, 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 I, mean, I keep hearing these stories from everybody out there. It, it, and so I'm kind of like it, – but it's not just that. It, it's the same thing with, 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 with equipment. It's the same thing with everything to try to get uh, anything that there's shortages of. Well, we saw that with energy where energy went up. It, it, it energy prices went up. Energy was a big component of the of the of the uh, production, and prices went up in the seventies. Well, this time shortages of equipment, and then shortage of workers. I saw a study: thirty five thousand uh, businesses were were contacted. I think that was it. In like forty uh, thirty five countries, seventy percent of them reported seventy percent reported worker shortages. Wages 
depending on the industry, it's 65 to 70 percent in most industries of your cost is wages in many industries. Some of them it's lower, some are, you know, the, but, but wages are the biggest component in most companies. Well, the wages are going up across the board. People can't find workers. It's a story. People are they're having to have everybody work more overtime because they can't find workers and some people get burned out and leave. It, but so. So rather than having a, we can't get oil, which we can't get workers, we can't get equipment. So we're having to redo the supply chain. Give me an example. For the last two months, one of Nike's main production facilities, or quite a bit of them in Viet, uh, Vietnam, have been shut down. Yeah, there's other things. There's plants shut down in Malaysia all around because of coronavirus and because of incompetent management. Somehow we can get keep our plants open. These other countries panic and they keep they can't keep their plants open. So. All of this is causing inflation. All of this is, is, is going to continue. And then at the same time, we have the Federal Reserve flooding the system with money. Their balance sheet went up about $4 trillion over the last since the pandemic, $4 trillion. Uh, the, the, we, we, we have a, the deficit's about $5.7 trillion. I mean, I just get uh, over the last uh, – uh, two years, we've, we've spent more than we have in the past. Enormous amounts of money are being spent. Uh, uh, and, and the Fed is committed to continuing to print money. And, the, and now, the, now the United States wants to spend a $3.5 trillion uh, budget with a ma- another trillion and a half dollar deficit. Uh, we all know where this is going. It's going to be a disaster. So inflation. So I came across the thing. This is... Uh, we looked at some uh, performance of inflationary times. They, they looked at the different inflationary times. What's the best asset class during inflation? The number one strategy was uh, commodities, energy commodities over the last cycle of runs. And if you look at oil prices, oil prices around $70. They've done really well. We, we told you to buy oil and gas. We were telling you a year ago, get in oil and gas. We, we bought into the sector as the election approached. And after the election, everyone said oil and gas was going away within the next two years to so listen to the talk. All the, all the big uh, the socially conscious, woke uh, uh, mutual funds and, and, and endowments, and they, they all sold all their energy stocks, Exxon, everything else, and, you know, get out of them. Oh, no. We, we bought those things at ridiculously cheap prices, and even now they're pretty cheap. Yeah, it, but the number one performer, it was energy. It, it returned 41%. So the, there was the U.S. enters world. These are the big inflation regimes. U.S. enters World War II, end of World War II. It's probably the closest we're at. Korean War, ending the Bretton Woods uh, Agreement, the oil embargo, seventy-two to seventy-four. Actually, the Iranian oil, uh, oil uh, Iranian Revolution, seventy-seven to eighty. That whole period was basically one big inflation from seventy-two to eighty. In Reagan's boom, I'm not sure you can really call that inflation. In China, demand boom in oh seven to uh, July of oh eight. Uh, the uh, that, that, interestingly, the commodities did the best. Uh, across, it was industrial commodities, uh, gold, silver. Uh, the the soft commodities didn't do quite as well, and agricultural commodities didn't do quite as well there. Uh, and then the number one fixed income was tips. Now, we're in tips for, for the older clients have tips, our new ones. So it's getting hard to justify tips because the rates are so low. I think there's more risk in them than people, people realize. Uh, equities came in. They they were further down equities uh, in the the long well, the best equity was long energy stocks which is what we've been talking about on the show is energy for inflation uh, the, the, the as you got into real real residential real estate was actually underneath the energy sector uh, two year treasuries you know the problem is uh, two year treasuries over that time. Uh, uh, it, uh, the, the these are real return numbers. It came in a little negative, but but now it's even because there's zero. It makes it tougher with the two year two year equity. But but if the market sells off, the, the, the worst was really fixed income. Uh, long the market the, the market comp- the stock market was negative seven percent real returns. Negative seven percent real returns. Keep in mind that was inflation, so that was tough. Uh, if if you look at uh if you look at the 
as an example, when there was no inflation on the on the uh, the long equities, you had a ten percent return on real return on equities when there's no inflation. So inflation is not good for equities. And then of course bonds, the lowest was was thirty uh, year treasuries was the second lowest, lost eight percent on real returns. So long bonds will not get you inflation; it'll hurt you in inflation. And then interesting consumer durables like cars, washing machines, and things like that. Now, this is fascinating because right now we have more shortages, so the consumer durables are actually doing pretty well because they're able to keep pass their, their pricing on. We'll see how long that lasts for because consumer durables was the worst performing asset in inflation because the prices start going up. And what that tells you is they start pricing, they start pricing people out of the market. So this is something that's an interesting thing out there. So, those, so the answer is in inflation – the best one is commodities. Energy is the top of the list, and in stocks as well, which, which is which is interesting. Precious metals did quite well as well. Uh, the, the, the gold returned 13% in uh, inflationary times on a real basis, 13%. Uh, during uh, it, it was basically flat to down a little bit during non-inflationary times. So, so, that, so you want to start positioning your portfolio for that. This is why we say the inflation is, is really such a threat to people's retirement because it does huge damage to, to fixed income as well. People with on, on bond and bond funds, uh, people with Social Security, it goes up some but not much. Pensions, fixed annuities, if you're fixed annuity payout, those are those are incredibly, uh, you know, degraded in inflation. And so what it turns out to be a real good income, if prices go up 30% over three years, uh, that really puts you in trouble. And most people over the long term can't handle that. And that's why it's so important to manage your retirement for inflation in this environment. Hey, Ted. Yes, Jennifer. We have a call from Sydney. Oh, great. Sydney, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Hi there. I had a question that I would really appreciate you, uh, you know, giving me some um, feedback on. Um, Is it credible? Is it credible? Is it legitimate that something really major uh, is percolating behind the scenes that will replace our U.S. monetary system with um, the DM or the Bill Gates thing or crypto coins? Is this a scam or is this a legitimate concern for people who have um, liquid savings in banks as well as uh, the IRA? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I, I think the most likely thing is if there was a problem with the dollar or something, the IMF would come up with something called the special drawing rights, which the most likely thing they would do initially is is – the, the special drawing rights would be kind of a combination of dollars, euros, yen, yuan, most likely, depending on the situation. Cryptos, I don't see crypto, for cryptos to replace it. They're going to have a harder and harder time with, with the cryptos because they're going to want to regulate them. And the real value to crypto is 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 you can is nobody knows you have the have the crypto. And so if you have to, you know, if you're in China, you have to leave the country or you're in Iran or somewhere and you're trying to flee, cryptos are a pretty good place to put your money because they can't track it. Now, it's becoming, if people in the United, if if, if they start cracking down on people in the United States and and persecuting for political beliefs or something, then maybe the cryptos would be better here. Uh, I I don't, you could see. Some, you're going to probably see some type of new monetary regime. It's hard to figure out, is China going to be a part of it or not? How is it going to play out? Likely, these things typically have to hit a crisis point before something happens. And, and, and so, yes, the answer is something's out there. And this is why you want to try. The best way to avoid that is to, is to get in a couple things. Inflation protected some of your assets. Now, you have to have some cash in this environment because asset prices are so high that it, 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 it's really kind of difficult to justify the pricing up here. So maybe you wait till things come down and then you want to own assets and things. This has the real value. But 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 the, too many people do not have enough cash. We had a number of, of, of calls last week or this week with people that, that really were fully invested in the market 
or, or had, you know, retiring or something close where they really had some things coming up, particularly older people uh, that really could have some major cash issue needs. And like, look, you've got to pull some off the table. But, but the most likely the one they seem to be talking about is some type of special drawing right. Could gold factor into it's possible? There's also rumors that the Chinese have bought huge amounts of gold and they could do something with their currency backing that, and that could endanger the dollar. So we're going to have to kind of let this play out so we can get an idea of where it's going. But you want to start positioning yourself in, in, in the in the commodity-based areas, those type of they, the companies, value companies that are reasonably cheap that, that should protect you in this thing. As we talked about, long-term bonds aren't the place to be in that environment because long-term bonds, if there's a change in a currency, could get destroyed inflationary or some other way. So when you refer to inflation-protected assets, are you talking about specific things like land, or are you talking about these commodity-based cheaper companies? Uh, well, I, I think I, we, we do more. I think land, I, I, the problem is it's very expensive right now. Uh, uh-huh. I, if you look at houses, but if you can get a 30-year long-term uh, mortgage on it, fixed rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, commodity stocks, precious metals, uh, the, the gold, the silver, over the long term, they, they've got a remarkably good track record of keeping up with inflation. Uh, those type of things, energy, because the stuff is in the ground. You know, it's you know, if Exxon's got the, you know massive fields in uh, down in uh, South America, uh, in, in in those areas, Guyana, it, it's uh, you know they they, they put the, they put the uh, they, they put the production platform in. It costs them a couple billion dollars, and then they've got twenty years of production. And and so if price oil goes up, they just make more money. Those are the type of things you want to look for. So if I have a portfolio currently that has um, it's all ETFs. So I mean, uh, do I do I have these commodity based assets within those ETFs? You have some of them. It depends on the ETF. Here's the problem with the with the with the index, particularly S and P five hundred. The biggest biggest sector of that is the tech sector, which is way overvalued. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 that that that's where kind of the risk is in that sector. So you want to be, there's a lot of targeted ETFs. You can get a precious metals ETF. You can get an energy ETF, those type of things. But my financial advisor doesn't give me options. They just put us, we're like a cookie cutter. I feel like a cookie. They just put us into whatever ETFs they choose. It's like I don't have any choices or options. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to find another advisor because typically uh, groups like that, that's the best thing. I mean, find, some, find someone that, that believes inflation is going to be an outcome that needs to be managed through. It, 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 but, it, you know, we just talked about the, 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 the equity composite was the lowest performing uh, asset class, in, in one of the lowest performing asset classes in, in inflation with the, with the negative 7% real return uh, over the long term. And, and so the problem is most people don't know how to deal with inflation. And so I would find mm-hmm. an advisor. If you want, you can give us a call. We'll kind of go over your. We'll take a look at your portfolio for free. I, I give you a, yeah. You know, we'll give you a, a straight answer of what what you're in and what you're not and how well you're protected. Okay. 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 Great. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. That, that's a good point. I mean, look. The, the tough thing is to predict exactly how this is going to play out. I think where we can be pretty sure. I can't how they're going to redo the, the, the dollar in the future, but the inflation does seem to be a bigger concern. Now, eventually we maybe get some deflation, but you have to navigate through this. And, and either way, you want to avoid the higher asset prices. Tell what, we got, we're up a, a break here. Uh, I want to expand upon and There's some cheaper areas in the market, too, and I'm going to run by those here on this quick, after this quick break right here in the Max Out Savings Show. David left his taxi in the bottom of a bean town lake. Said this whole world's full of chances, and this is one I gotta take. And so he caught the land of Nashville to find the finest break and make a home. Make a home. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. 
Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Welcome back to the Backstyle Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. You got a question or comment you want to give? This is the last segment, 713-339-1070. The, uh, a couple things. Uh, one of the things we're finding out that for the tax bill, supposedly September 13th is the last day you can sell assets and collect the 20% capital gains rate. So if your contract was before September uh, September thirteenth, uh, honor before I think it's before uh, you, you're you, you're lucked out and you get to pay the twenty percent uh, capital gains, which is with, we had a lot of questions on that, and, and so that's the latest. So it looks like going forward, you have to pay. They're looking like maybe twenty five percent taxes. Plus, if you're in over a certain amount, the, there's also the was it three percent the the Medicare, you know, the Obamacare tax as well. So we'll, we'll see how that goes, and we'll have to watch going forward. With that, uh, other, other quick, uh, just a, a tip out there. Uh, a lot of people have been, had their IRAs for a number of years, 10, 20 years. They, they have, they're married, uh, divorced, have more kids. Take a look at your beneficiaries on your IRAs. Uh, so, something a lot of, uh, we, we see uh, oftentimes people have, let's say they have three kids. They come down to do the benefit form. They put what percentage for each one. They put, you know, 33, 33, and then they realize that that 33, 33, 33 adds up to 99. So the last one, they put 34%. Well, if it was, a, you know, five or $10,000 IRA, it doesn't make any difference. But then, you know, years later, it's grown. They've rolled over their 401k, and it, it's a million-dollar IRA, and they just have an extra 1% going to one of the kids, which at the time wasn't much money. All of a sudden, is 10000 or 20000 if it's a really big IRA or more. Take a look at your beneficiary forms. Make sure they're correct. Make sure you have the, 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 your contingent beneficiaries filled out in there as well. Uh, this is something a lot of people don't pay attention to, uh, and, 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 and we see it. And a lot of this stuff was filled out when, when, when it was a $5,000 IRA, and they really weren't paying much attention to it. So uh, it, ch- check out your beneficiary forms, because those beneficiary forms, keep in mind, if you, you can say one thing in your will, it doesn't make any difference. Those beneficiary forms are the law, and that's what goes out. 
So make sure they're correct. Uh, looking at the markets, uh, it was it was a tough week in in the markets overall. Uh, the S and P, you know, during the week was was down. Uh, you know, it was down. It wasn't down that much. It was down, but it's really starting to break down. The S and P just went underneath its fifty day. If you look at the uh, if you look at the uh, the, the the NYSE, which is a broad New York composite. It, it, they're underneath the 100-day moving average. If, if you look at the at the Dow Jones, they're they're underneath the 100. Let me see where they're at on that one. Yeah, they're underneath the 100-day moving average. That's not a good sign. They're they're, they're starting to break down in here. Uh, the tech sector is doing a little better. Uh, they, they, Really, many other sectors of the market have really broken down with the exception of the tech sector. It, it, and I think that's got to do with these big stock buyback programs that have kept about four or five companies way up, and they, they dominate the averages because they're because they have market caps of, you know, most of them are, a couple of them, you know, the top four are, are just around $2 trillion, give or take. And so these are massive market caps. And as we talked about with our most recent caller, the, the, the S&P 500 is, is it's, it's market cap weighted. So these are the biggest averages in there, biggest stocks in there. And so this is something we want to watch closely because the market appears to be breaking down. There's a lot of negative news hitting it. The economy is slowing down. There's shortages out there. All the companies are really starting to report problems with, with inflation and, and, and higher wages, worker shortages, plant part shortages. And I, and I think this is, this is, this is going to continue. And as we talked about uh, earlier on the show here, we just we looked at the different how different strategies work in inflation. And, and, and equities really was near the bottom in inflation. And right now, they, they're right near the top, and they're starting to break down. So I really think you want to be cautious. And one of the more interesting things is, is as this is happening, the, 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 dollar, uh, the uh, 10-year bond is starting to go up in here, which is, means rates are kind of going up. And so if the economy is supposedly so bad and the market looked really bad yesterday, uh, it, it, but, but the 10-year was up. So uh, it was up about almost 3%. The yield, uh, it went up 3%, uh, which, which was, it should have gone the other way. And this is, so this is something we want to watch closely. I really think you have to have your defensive game plan on the field in here now. Uh, with, with these markets. I, I think this is something we want to watch closely uh, and see. The precious metals are weakening up some. Uh, we still think, if you look at the P-E ratios uh, on, on the, 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 the precious metals, they're, pretty, they're very reasonably priced, anywhere from nine times earnings up to 13, which is, which is, which is pretty reasonably priced compared to 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 times earnings for a lot of the tech sector. Uh, there's a story in Barron's how the mining sector it was, is, is, is very cheap in here. Uh, they looked at some of the valuations in there, and some of these companies are at, at, at five times earnings. Now, they might not come, hit that, but they're, uh, they're very cheap. If you look at the metals uh, sector, very cheap P-E ratios on it. Uh, if, if you look at the oil and gas sector, very inexpensive P-E ratios. And all of those comp- all those sectors I identified – there's plenty of companies out there yielding three, three, three and a half, four, five, six, seven percent in, in the sector that are paying good dividends. It, it, and as we just talked about, for inflation to protect your retirement, the best the best sector out there was was the energy sector and commodities, commodity stocks in general. So, so the valuation you're not being asked to pay, you know, hundred times earnings for these companies. That that's over in the tech sector. So, so I, I think. That you you've got to skew your more of your uh, your investing over to that type of sector because that's likely going to be the sector that that's going to do the best. And the interesting thing about much of particularly the mining sector is they're going to profit from from the from a couple the biggest trends we have right now are the electrification of automobiles. And the, and the re, rebuilding of the supply chains in the United States of America. This is a massive trend. Every company out there is trying to figure out how they can get their manufacturing closer to home. Some of these companies, I suspect, have been told they better have a certain percentage of manufacturing in the United States. And, and, and so 
So that's going to create a demand for, for, for materials to, to build the factories, uh, the, the, the electrification. The, you know, electric cars, I mean, the, you know, as we talked about the show, there is no electricity ferry. You know, you've got you to gotta produce the electricity somewhere. Then, then you've got you've to sit there and, and, and bring it there on, on power lines. If you can have a charger at your house, you're going to use copper. You're going to lose aluminum for that. You use a lot of copper, a lot of aluminum, massive amounts in silver, all these things in, in electric cars. You use a lot of silver and solar power. Uh, so, so all of these things are going to require a lot of, of, of industrialization. I mean, and you, you need more electricity, natural gas. The price of natural gas is moving up. So oil, energy is not going away. It's shifting to some extent. We're still going to need the man. Uh, demand for it, but the but the advantage to the oil sectors we talked about at the top of the show the number one performing stock inflation was energy stocks. Well, all the energy companies they're all they're like all terrified. You know these woke companies on uh, uh, the mutual funds and endowments are going to you know sack their boards. So they're all trying to do things environmentally friendly. They're also saying, look, we're not going to invest so much money, so we're not going to grow production much. What they're really saying is, look. We're going to sit there and we're going to keep production low, prices high, because there's not going to be that much supply out there, which means our capital spending is low, which means we're going to have more free cash flow, which means we're going to have also better earnings as well. And this is the thing people missed. People forget that 20 years ago, the, the cigarette business sector was supposed to go out of business. The stocks have, have gone up multiple, multiple times, and it's still around. Energy, and particularly Chemicals are going to be around for the next 50, 100, 200 years. Oil and gas, same thing. Not quite as much of it, but it's going to be there. And so this is what you want to do is take advantage of some of these opportunities. You don't want to be in long-term bonds in this market. And as our caller said, you want, you want to be careful with ETFs. You know, some ETFs are okay, but some of them are just overloaded with, with way overpriced uh, tech companies. Uh, and she want to be in the right things in this environment. That's going to be, I think, the key going forward. But I think right now, I think you do want to be cautious. We, we really have, we've got the problems coming up with the debt, debt ceiling. We have the problems with China. We have the problems with loss of confidence in the United States. We've got a $3 trillion budget that's going to be just out of control that could really even push inflation more. A lot of negatives, a lot of things. Inflation is surging through the economy, and the, and the markets are starting to break down. So you want to have that defensive plan in place in here. It, in cash, even though it's not paying much, when you get the sell-off, that gives you opportunity. Anyway, remember our motto in philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Until then, I'm Ted Gioka. I hope everyone has a great weekend. 